Hey, this is the Witch's Magic Murder Mystery Podcast. This is Kara. I'm Megan. And this is Olive. Hi. She's busy today. I have this story for you guys. Uh-huh. So last week, Kara talked about deathbed confessions. Mm-hmm. Today, I'm also talking about confessions, but I'm talking about people who confessed their crimes on Facebook. Oh. So I'm sure we're all familiar with like oversharers on Facebook. Like, I think it's fascinating that there are people in the world who commit murder and their first thought is, I'm going to go on Facebook and tell everybody. Tell somebody about this. Right? I mean, I'm fascinated by people who just display all their drama on Facebook anyway. And maybe that's, you know, sometimes I'm like, I don't know, is it good or bad? I think it's good to get stuff out and not be ashamed. Yeah. And you need support. I always think about those people who do it. I'm like, they just really need some support and they They don't have anywhere else to turn. Or it's like that Lou Bolin who's like, you stole my broccoli casserole recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Facebook. You stole my broccoli casserole recipe eight years ago. (laughs) And claimed it was hers. She claimed it was hers. That's oh, so good. You're not talking but, about man, me. When I see friend Caroline, <laughs> she's a Christian friend. She's a Christian lady. When I see Facebook drama, though, you better believe I will research. You know, I'm good at oh, researching. Yeah. I'll be like, who are they talking about? I don't even have to know. Who. Oh, I'll click on those profiles. Absolutely. I'll yeah. be like, oh, you know. And I, I am not proud of it, but I am entertained. Yeah. Oh, and also unspoken prayer requests. Listen. <sighs> I understand. Do what you need to do. But I'm just yeah. telling you, if you want me to pray for you, I need you to tell me what I'm praying about. Like, what yeah. if your prayer request is for something I don't agree with? Right. I don't want to pray to support something that I don't know what I'm supporting. Exactly. I'm not okay with that. No. I will, I will not be part of this scheme. No. <laughs> no. You private message me, tell me all your drama, yeah. and I'll be like, okay, now I, I can got pray you. you. I know exactly what I'm praying about now. I got you. All right. So I'm sure a lot of us are familiar with the gypsy... Blanchard? Oh, yeah. I'm not actually sure how you say Gypsy's last name. Case. It's the one where her mother, Dee Dee, mm-hmm. kept Gypsy in a wheelchair her whole life and faked a disability. Oh, yeah. And it's a little questionable about how much Munchausen of a, by proxy stuff. Right. How much of a willing participant Gypsy yeah. was in that. Although for a good portion of it, she was just a child. Yeah. And, you know, they got all sorts of things out of that. And finally, Gypsy. Trips. Yes. Yeah. All the things. Finally, Gypsy and her boyfriend murdered her mother, then posted about it on Facebook. Wild. So that one, you know, there's a Netflix, there's Hulu, there's yeah. all sorts of documentaries and movies that have been made yeah. about it. But the ones I'm about to tell you about aren't quite as well known. They might be known locally in the areas where they are, but okay. I don't think a lot of them didn't make national Ooh, news. Okay. P.S. I looked up Gypsy real quick just because I hadn't thought about her in a long time. Uh-huh. She's still in prison. Right. She just got married last year. Wait, what? She has really long hair now. And I was just like, oh, look at her. She's all grown up. Yeah. You know, because remember, I mean, she, she was, was over 18. A child's life. Yeah. Yes, but she looked very yeah. young Mom and acted very like, young. Yeah. yeah. She could be paroled as early as December of this year. Oh, wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? That is such a complicated case. Exactly. Too. Yeah. So heads up, all the stories I'm about to tell you are huge bummers. Mm, huge great. bummers. Great. First up, and these are in no particular order, we have Mr. Randy Jansen of British Columbia. Okay. In May of 2015, he posted this to his Facebook page. And I'm just going to read it verbatim. Yeah. Over the last 10 days, I have done some of the worst things I could have ever imagined a person doing. First to do with my dear, sweet, loving daughter, Emily, the best little girl two parents could ever hope for. She was talented and smart and filled our hearts with her laughter. She was always willing to help with a smile, even when she was feeling lousy. 
Emily excelled at so many things, but slowly had to stop almost everything because of the migraines. But when it affected her beloved singing, it took a part of her soul. She has been very ill with migraines that have plagued her since elementary school, and this has caused her to miss two years at UBC, which completely broke her heart. I don't think anyone really knew how much pain Emily was in on a daily basis and the severe depression that these migraines caused her. Emily watched her friends from high school move on with their lives while hers was spent wrenching into a puke tray and hours at the emergency room. Since October, November, her migraines have escalated to excruciating again, and I just could not see my little girl hurt for one more second. She had shown unimaginable strength through a lot of migraine pain over the years and always seemed to try and look on the bright side and always loved talking about things. When I get better, let's do this and let's do that. I wish, sweetheart. Emily had tried everything to get better, but nothing seemed to help her. I took a gun and shot her in the head. And now she is migraine-free and floating in the clouds on a sunny afternoon. Her long, beautiful brown hair flowing in the breeze. A true angel. It gets worse. Okay. Then I shot Laurel, which is Emily's mother. Okay. Because a mother should never have to hear the news that her baby has died. Stop. So he was just doing her a favor, you see. Stop. Then a couple of days later, my sister Shelly, because I did not want her to have to live with this shame that I have caused all alone. Okay. <laughs> now my family is pain-free and in heaven. I have great remorse for my actions and feel like the dirt that I am. I am taking full responsibility for my actions of these murders. So sorry to anyone I have hurt. Rest in peace, my little family. Love, Daddy-O. Stop. XOXO. No, no XOs. I just, oh. you know, people can be in debilitating pain, chronically ill, you don't whatever. They should still have the choice. Like, I am in support of assisted suicide, but, like, the person should want that and ask for it you don't just get to decide who gets to live or die some friends of randy's read the status and they were like is this real and they rushed to randy's sister's home to check on her when they got there there were three days worth of newspapers by the front door oh no so they called the police oh yeah the police also sent a swat team to a second residence which is where randy and his family lived there was a four-hour standoff and they could see a man that looked like randy inside the window i guess we just can't officially say it's Randy, but It was probably Randy. Right, exactly. And after four hours, police fired what they called a distraction device. Uh I call that a Kara. (laughs) That's one of my favorite jokes ever. That's amazing. Um, Into the house, and then the house went up in flames. Oh, no. It took three days for it to be safe to enter the home because of the intensity of the fire. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what was in those distraction devices. Yeah. But they found Randy's remains in the home among the other bodies. Oh, my gosh. And it appeared that he had shot himself during the standoff. Oh, my gosh. So, there's that one. <sighs> Next up, 40-year-old Rosemary Farid of Sunrise, Florida. Okay. Posted the following in June 2014 about her 64-year-old roommate, Donald, who goes by Donnie Galvani. Donnie Galvani. Donnie Galvani. Donnie's hatred and constant screaming has me too depressed to go to church and gym today. Huh? I just like how she's talking about church. <laughs> I wonder if God... I was like, wait, what? And she put God in all capital letters. Mm. I wonder if God will do what he promised. Or did I just waste my entire life and all my money on God? Like, what does that mean? What? <laughs> I'm going to stay at Donnie's till the dog's owner comes to get her in three months. I hate Donnie so much that he's not even worth taking advantage of. <laughs> it's not even worth it to take advantage of this person. He deserves to die as a lonely loser. Can you? I just can't imagine who God who sees this on Facebook to die. 
I'm having violent fantasies about taking revenge on Donnie. I'm so pissed off about having to live with Donnie Loser. Donnie Loser. That it will be hard to not kick Donnie's ass today. What? I'm in a violent mood and Donnie has one coming from me big time. So when I looked up more about this one. Oh, wait. I did want to say, like, who is she posting this for? Right. What is she? She's updating her friends. How many friends does she, she can't have? have friends. No. There's no way. She so them all. When, when I looked up more about this one, it's a little unclear if police were tipped off by these status updates. Okay. Or if these status updates were discovered after Donnie's body was found. Oh, uh, gotcha. Okay. From what I've read, it sounds like police. It sounds, sounds like. <laughs> it sounds like police were called by friends of Donnie because they hadn't seen him. Oh, so days. they did like a welfare check. Inside the home, police found a pool of blood in the living room, bloody washcloths in the kitchen. Oh my God and more blood leading through a hallway and into a bedroom and bathroom. They found Donnie's body there in the bathtub. Like she was trying to clean him up? How did she drag a dead body around? Well, hang on. So at the time that Donnie was found, Rosemary was hospitalized. She'd been put there on July 3rd for a mental evaluation for an unrelated incident. Oh. That had nothing to do with the guy she'd murdered. Okay. So when she was questioned, she admitted to beating Donnie on June 30th after they had argued over loud music and a dog. According to Rosemary... Donnie shoved her in the chest and she shoved him back and he hit his head on the tile and cement entryway okay. to the bathroom. Okay. So I think he died in yeah. the bathroom and the other stuff is just her cleaning up herself. Right. Okay. Maybe. Gotcha. She pinned him face down on the floor, took him by the hair and <gasps> repeatedly smashed his head and face against the floor. I mean, it's violent. That is bad. She said she got the floor all bloody because she wanted to let him know he doesn't have the right to torture and kill animals. Huh? I don't know. I didn't see anything about, like, what is that about? And she kept that she was talking about keeping the dog, so, so I don't see a dead. Maybe she thought was she had to hunter? protect some animal. I have no idea. So then she took his wallet and his phone and left. <laughs> she said she took the phone so that he couldn't call the police. Well, honey. She later posted a video to Facebook where she admitted to bashing his head into the floor. She said in the moments after the beating, he started cleaning the blood off the floor. That's what a clean freak he is. That that made me so sad. I don't know why that really bothered me. Like, he's cleaning up his own blood. He's like, I guess I'll take As he's dying. What they said is that they think the amount of blood loss he had from the head injuries put him into cardiac arrest, and that's officially how he died. Oh, my God. So the video she took, she was just like walking outside. And at one point while she's doing this video, confessing to murder, she pauses because there's a guy walking past her. And she says, how you doing, man? God bless your family. And keeps on talking. Like mid PS, I just murdered this guy. Hey, how you doing? God bless you. And I murdered him and beat his head against the floor and he was cleaning up his own blood. Like what? Oh my gosh. I mean, clearly mentally ill. Clearly mentally ill. The video was later deleted. Okay. The next one is also from Florida. 33-year-old Derek Medina posted this one to Facebook in August of 2013 after he killed his wife, Jennifer Alfonso, while his 10-year-old daughter was asleep upstairs. I'm going to prison or death sentence for killing my wife. Love you guys. Miss you guys. Take care. Facebook people, you will see me in the news. My wife was punching me, and I'm not going to stand anymore with the abuse, so I did what I did. I hope you understand me. (gasps) Again. Can you imagine just waking up one morning, putting out your phone, and you're just like, oh. Excuse huh. me. Oh, my God. Wow. And it's just like I talked about when we did The Boy in the Suitcase. Right. If you read this stuff, don't just be like, ooh, drama. Let me see. You know, ooh. call somebody. Right, exactly. 
So in this case, Derek claimed that his wife was abusive and he shot her in self-defense. I think it's important to remember that women can be abusive, so I don't want to be immediately dismissive of right. his story, but I will point out that a jury did not believe the abuse claims, and these claims were also countered by Jennifer's friends, and Derek also gave conflicting reports on what happened, and his wife's wounds didn't match his story. Oh. Next up, from Henrietta, Oklahoma, okay. 20-year-old no, Samantha Stansifer had been dating her boyfriend, Anthony Hall, off and on for three years. Okay. Anthony's family described their relationship as toxic. When they broke up in June of 2015, Anthony told Samantha she could stay with him for two weeks while she figured out a new place to live. This was a bad idea. Just don't, don't do that. Samantha went through Anthony's phone and discovered that he had been texting another girl. So she killed him. Oh, she stabbed him to death in his sleep oh, no. and then posted on Facebook, I did it. He deserved it. <gasps> I know. Whoa. Then she called 911. She called 911? Yeah. Like, wow. did it and called 911. She was covered in Anthony's blood when the police showed up. She showed no remorse. She just told him what had happened. And she was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Jeez. She's I mean, angry. she's got a lot. 20 years old and just like, her life's over. Honey, you could have moved on. Next up, in September of 2016, this one, oh, God, this oh. one is so sad. Oh, no. Um, in September 2016, Earl Valentine went on Facebook Live and said, Hello, everyone. I just killed my effing wife. I love my wife, but she deserved what she had coming. <gasps> so this happened in North Carolina. Keisha Valentine and her 15-year-old son, whose name is also Earl, his name is Earl Valentine III, they were asleep when their front door was kicked down at 1.30 in the morning by her ex-husband, Earl Valentine. He shot Keisha five times. Oh, my God. His son was also hit in the crossfire. But Earl III was able to call 911. Mm. Keisha actually ended up surviving this. What? But her son did not. Oh, no. She said that she had collapsed after being shot, and she just thought, I'm going to die on this floor. And she was like, where's Earl? Talking about her little boy, mm -hmm. who was 15. She's like, where's, where's Earl? Where's Earl? And then she mm -hmm. hears his voice, and he's on the phone with 911 saying, me and my mama have been shot. My daddy did it. <gasps> oh, my God. I just, I, I mean, oh, that destroys me. This 15-year-old boy is dying, and he knows it's his dad that did oh this. Oh, my God. And, I mean— it's awful no matter what, right? Like, he's dying. Yeah. It's awful. But to know that it's your own father. Right. Oh, God. And he used his last moments to save his mom. Poor baby. When police showed up, Keisha was like, I'm in here because she was in the bathroom. That's where she yeah. collapsed. She's like, I'm in here, but go check on my son. I think he's been shot, too. So the officer did, and Keisha heard Earl III say, don't worry about me. Save my mama. Don't worry about me. And he died late that morning. Oh, God. So the shooter, Earl Valentine, he had, like, shot them, assumed they were both dead, and did the Facebook Live, right? He left. Police tracked Earl Valentine to a motel in South Carolina less than 48 hours later. He had shot himself. Oh, my gosh. Today, Keisha still has two bullets inside of her, and she's wheelchair-bound due to the shooting. But she's alive. Wow. All right, last one. From California, 18-year-old Nikasia. Mm, Nakazia sure. James posted this on Facebook in January of 2016. Just going to tell you, okay, she has a lot of like 
Wow. Abbreviations and slang. I cannot stand it when Sophie texts me like this. I know. And I'm like, what are you saying? What does this even mean? Just going to tell you now before I get caught. Last night, my ex was drunk and was fighting me. He hit me in the face and we were really fighting and I got the knife and stabbed him. I didn't think I would hurt him, but he died. And I'm on the run. Pig's looking for me. (laughs) But God knows I didn't mean to stab him. I was mad. He socked me in my eyes and just picked some, and I just picked something up. Sorry, Lord. Hopefully you forgive me. And sorry, Dorian Powell, RIP. So, wow. Nakaja is an 18 year old woman from Nakasia. I don't know. Nakasia is an 18 year old woman from San Bernardino, California. She was arrested by police after she allegedly stabbed her ex boyfriend to death. She stabbed and killed 21-year-old Dorian Powell, and then she went on the run. And that's when she posted that Facebook status. She was finally arrested a week after Dorian was murdered. Her Facebook post confessing to the murder was either deleted or set to private. They're not sure which. But she did update her statement on what happened, saying that Dorian was drunk at the time of the incident. and He hit her in the eye. And she said she picked up whatever she could pick up. In this case, it was a knife and stabbed him. Wow. She said she never thought she would end up killing Dorian. Hmm. Regardless of her Facebook confession, Nicasia pleaded not guilty at trial, claiming self-defense. And it's really weird. I could not find anything about her trial. I searched her name, trial, her name, sentence, her name, jury. I could not find anything except that she pled not guilty. And then when you search her name, she does show up currently in prison in California. Hmm. That's weird. It was really weird. I I don't know. I'm used to finding something. Right. Yeah. Even that just says, and she was found guilty. Right. That's yeah. all I needed. Like a local news article. Yeah. So. Huh. But she is currently in prison. Wow. Okay. So that's, those are all that I have. There are a few more you can find in the show notes. There's a list, but some of them involve children and I just couldn't. So yeah, some no. people, I mean, just truly horrific, the things that people put on Facebook right. in confessing to murder. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing to me. That's wild. I just don't know where that comes from. Yeah. Is it just some sort of confession makes you feel better? Like right. to say it out loud exactly. to somebody yeah. or type it? Is that just the world we live in mm. that you need to be, I'm going to put everything out there? Yeah. You don't have to put everything out there. No, you don't. You sure don't. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm glad they did, right? That's how they got caught. Right. But it's bizarre that it even happened. Right. So that's all. Huh. Wow. Just be careful what you put on Facebook, you guys. Right. Be so careful. Okay. Thank you for listening. Thanks for giving us that. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. We love you so much. Goodbye. Bye.